Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Colter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzlies Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sebrood, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against College of Idaho, in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College, in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon, and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Faith in 
these guys were still around. Jamiroquai was so fun. And their music videos were so trippy, too. Super cool, man. Love all of this pop culture that we got in the show today. So thanks so much for Tommy Evans in the back for riding with us. And thanks you for riding home with us as well. It's Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. Go check them out. They're new to town. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. About 20 minutes from now, we're going to be giving you a clutch from Clutch Women. It is an awesome little uh, bag that you can have. If you're watching on TV, you can see it right here. We have one that's in Seattle Seahawks colors. Uh, this is perfect for any football fan, male or female, but particularly for the ladies out there. It is a replacement for your clear bag, clear bag policies at uh, stadiums across the country now. And this forgoes that. There's even a little card that says this is clear bag safe. So you want something to use for Grizz games or Bobcat games or anything in between, go check them out. Well, happy now to introduce a new segment inside the Big Sky Conference. Mary Lou's Cook joining us for the first time here on Nuana is now. She's the director of broadcast and digital media at the Big Sky Conference. You probably have seen her on a variety of different streams, whether it's the social media, the Big Sky's Twitter, Facebook. She's been doing a great job promoting the league and giving you some uh, in-depth looks at some of the great student athletes and coaches within this league as well. Mary Lou's, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Culture, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for such a kind introduction. I'm so excited to to be doing this segment with you. So thank you so much for having me on. First and foremost, let's talk a little bit about your role and, and sort of your acclimation to the Big Sky Conference. You've been doing this now at the Big Sky for uh, probably close to two years, but it's a new role that they created, and you were sort of the one that rose to the top to gain this role. So tell people kind of about the ins and outs of what your job is and what kind of made you excited to, to take this job and be the first one to sort of have this within the league. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as you mentioned, it's, it's been almost two years at the Big Sky. So I started in January of 2020. Um, you know, I graduated college and I was looking for a job and there were just so many different positions that interested me. But what I loved about this specific position with the big sky is that it really allows me to have complete control over the stories that I'm telling within the conference, which is really cool. So in addition to being on, on camera and being really like the face of the big sky conference as their primary on camera talent, I'm also our primary producer. And so from start to finish, I'm controlling the, the video content that we put out, the interviews that I do, I edit, I add the B roll and everything. And so it's been such a dream to, to get to be here and to get to combine those skills that I learned in in college and to get to do the on-camera piece, but the production piece as well. And so I have absolutely loved being here at the Big Sky. I'm a South Florida native. And so this area of the country is totally new to me. And every time I get to travel to a new campus, it's just, it's something new. Um, And I I love that. I think the Big Sky has such a cool footprint. Um, And so it's just the people here are great. The coaches, the student athletes, the people that work in the conference office. And so it has been super cool getting to know so many people within the conference through my position, you know, because I have an excuse to talk to everyone, you know, telling these stories in the Big Sky. Um, And so it it has just been super awesome. And as you said, doing the digital content on our social media channels and just got to do our first ESPN Plus broadcast, the Big Sky Football Kickoff. There's so many different things that I get to do with my position. They allow me so much creative freedom. And so um, it's, it's just it's the coolest job in the world. I pinch myself every single day that I get to do this and tell the stories in the Big Sky. 
You mentioned that you're from South Florida, so you're a long way from home there uh, in Farmington, Utah. But did you have any knowledge o- about the Big Sky Conference before you took this position? And if not, that probably even makes it more interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, being in South Florida, there's there's no absence of sports there, right? So, um, so I really just grew up on, you know, professional South Florida sports for sure. And then I graduated from Florida Atlantic. So that was really like what I knew was just that region of the United States, really like East Coast sports. So I, you know, when I say I saw this position and I was like, wow, this sounds like a dream. I really did not know anything about the big sky coming in. And so I think, um, you know, coming into this position, knowing that there's so much to learn, um, the stories, it's like, I'm always finding something new because I, I really, I didn't grow up knowing about the big sky. And so the past, you know, almost two years now have been really cool, really getting to, to understand the big sky. And, um, especially like during the, you know, when the pandemic first started and really like seeking out stories and everything, it was just a great time to really go in depth and learn as much as I could about the conference. There's people that work in our office, like John Casper, who's been here forever. And he's always sent me down and telling me new stories and culture. I know from you, even I've learned so much, um, about the big sky. So I have to say, yeah, like being from South Florida, didn't know much about the big sky coming in, but I think it's made this job all the more fun. There's just endless things to learn endless stories to tell. Inside the Big Sky Conference with Mary Lou's Cook here on Nuana's Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Mary Lou's is the Director of Broadcast and Digital Media. This is our debut segment of Inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's. And uh, John Casper, great friend of this show, great friend of mine, and a guy that's helped me a tremendous amount throughout my career. But I got to ask you, how often does John Casper tell stories about Great Falls CMR High School around the office? I feel like I've heard about Great Falls quite a bit. Of um, course, I know especially at the the football kickoff, he was mentioning because I know that there there were there was at least one football player there who was from Great Falls, and so I remember him talking about it. But he he has a lot of stories, um, and I have definitely heard heard about Great Falls. Um, so, I mean, I have to tell you though, he is just so interesting. We have this segment that that we started with him called Classics with Casper, and he's telling just. I mean, the stories that he knows and just the knowledge that he has, it's like unlike anyone else I know. Like the things that he can recall, it is just, it's crazy. His his recollection of the Big Sky stories, like he grew up on the Big Sky, right? So like he just is so knowledgeable and so passionate and so so many stories. But yes, he is, he's definitely talked about Great Falls quite a bit. If you want to see some of the great... WWF Wrestler Impressions. Go check out Classics with Casper on the Big Sky Conference website as well as their social media channels. Some of the funniest content you'll find anywhere on the internet. Mary Liz, let's talk about some of the stuff that maybe you've uh, been surprised by in the Big Sky Conference. Is there any place or or, uh, opportunity that you've encountered where you're like, wow, that was a lot different than maybe I thought it was going to be? Oh, you know what's so funny? I was just talking to uh, some people in the office today about So I'm from South Florida, okay, like Miami area, big city. And so when I first moved, I genuinely thought I was moving into like a small town. Um, Salt Lake City is not that small, but like moving in, I mean, it was like one of my first weeks here and I got to interview Damian Lillard at the Jazz's Arena, which was so cool. Um, And I mean, it was one of my first weeks in this job. And so I was like, whoa, like this is, you know, this is super cool. Like I was definitely planning on obviously covering Big Sky Sports and obviously Damian Lillard is an alum of Weber State, but that was something that really surprised me, like right off the bat getting to do stuff like that. 
um, I was running into like NBA players at the grocery store and stuff. And it, it was just, it was really funny because I, I joke about it. I'm like, I really thought this is what my life was going to be like every single day, just moving to a small town. Salt Lake City is not a small town. I've, you know, since learned. Um, but I think just um, the rivalries, I think in this conference too, are just so fascinating to me. Like Montana, Montana State, you know, you hear that and you think, okay, obviously like that's going to be a, you know, rivalry that, you know, obviously you know, it's going to exist within the conference, but to hear from the the players in our conference and to hear the stories, again, going back to like John Casper, just to hear them talk about it, it's just something that really, it, 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 I shouldn't say it's surprising, but it's something that I think I'm really excited about, um, you know, just understanding just how intense that rivalry is. And so I'm really excited for the Brawl of the Wild. Like, that's something that I'm really looking forward to having, you know, started in January of 2020. That's not something I've gotten to experience yet. And then I think in terms of, um, you know, you say things I was surprised by, Greeley, Colorado um, is a place that I got to travel to for our volleyball championship. And I was kind of surprised um, just at how charming the city was. I really, really liked it. They have a really cute downtown area. And I think just with every single place that we have a, a, a campus that I've traveled to so far, I, I just love the campuses. They're beautiful and they're they're just they're really cool. So there's still a few that I haven't hit yet, but I'd say Greeley, Colorado, where Northern Colorado is, it really impressed me. Mary Lou's Cook joining us. She's the director of broadcast and digital media at the Big Sky Conference. We're going to do this from time to time here throughout the fall and winter here on Nuana is now inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's. And remind me, have you been up to Montana yet? I have not been to Montana yet, so I'm really looking forward to that. In February, I will be, uh, I'll be going to Bozeman, I believe. So I'm really looking forward to that, and that'll be for, for indoor track and field. So um, I'm really looking forward to, to getting to do that. But I have not been to Montana yet, so you have to tell me all the good spots. Of course, we'll be happy to host you if you're in Missoula or Bozeman because we'll likely be in the same area. It's funny because I run into you, it seems like semi-frequently, whether it's at the outdoor championships like we were doing down in Ogden or the Big Sky kickoff most recently here uh, in Spokane. Uh, Let's talk about that element, though. The Big Sky kickoff recently uh, was a great event. We got a lot of content and coverage from that event, but you hosted uh, what was quite a task for you. Uh, It's uh, somewhere around a six- or seven-hour straight broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. So first of all, just tell us about uh, this new partnership between the Big Sky Conference and ESPN. It seems like uh, a great opportunity. And what was it like hosting a show where you're interviewing coaches and players for such a long period of time? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we have our new partnership with ESPN, which is super exciting having our games being broadcasted on there. So I cannot speak specifically to what the transition has been like with the schools. Um, I know John Casper is the one who's really been working with them, helping them get set up. But um, it, it's, I know that everyone is just really, really excited uh, to be partnered up with ESPN. And to get to host our very first ESPN Plus broadcast was the coolest experience. I was so thankful to get to do that. And it was a lot of, uh, a lot of prep work going into that. You know, I, I've been in this job, again, almost two years. But to go in depth and to sit down with you know, all the, all the coaches and then two players from every single school, there was just so much preparation for months leading up to that broadcast. And so um, it was my first like live broadcast that I've done like that. So it was, um, it was so much fun. I, you know, first of all, I have to say that all the coaches, all the players were just 
fantastic. And so it was fun getting to know them throughout the weekend prior to the broadcast. So I kind of had an idea of, you know, the ones that I needed to have more questions prepared for and the ones that I knew would talk a little bit. So I I absolutely loved it. Had so much fun. I have to tell you, like you said, it was live. The interviews were all back to back to back. So, um, you know, I was so thankful for the people who were in the room. Like I can tell you, like Bryson Lester, he, he was always asking, okay, like, what do you need? Do you need water? Do you need a sip of coffee? Like, whatever <laughs> it was that I could have in like those 30 seconds between interviews. Um, I don't know that I could have done it without him and without the others who were so helpful, but uh, it was, it was so much fun. You know, I have to say, I am just so thankful that we got to do something in person too, because I mean, you know, it's been it's been months and and months of, of not getting to do things in person, and so it it just felt really normal, which was really nice. I remember the kickoff the year before; it was all done on Zoom, and I hosted that one as well. But so much of the conversation centered around COVID because, I mean, you know, that's obviously something that's still going on now. But to be able to really just talk about the programs and what we can expect to see and the schedule, that was really exciting that the focus was more on that. Obviously, you know, we still have this pandemic that we're fighting through, but it was just it was really it was fantastic. It was fantastic getting to do that. And again, um, you know, everyone that I got to chat with was just so great. And it was it was really, really fun. Really enjoyed it. And I know you and I saw each other in passing really quick, which was fun, too. Nuana's now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Mary Lou's Cook from the Big Sky Conference joining us here for our first of what should be many inside the Big Sky Conference. Mary Lou's is the director of broadcast and digital media at the Big Sky Conference, doing a great job giving you some insight and some great social media and digital content uh, across the entire conference. All right, Mary Lou's, Big Sky Conference is a great football league, and football is on the horizon. I think we are now uh, just about 14 to 16 days away, depending on which teams we're talking about for the debut of the uh, 2021 Big Sky Conference football season. What are your thoughts coming into this season? We'll have you put your analyst hat on for a minute. Who who do you think are some of the main contenders? (laughs) And uh, what do you think of just the overall uh, layout of the Big Sky Conference? Yeah, uh, you know, I have to say one of the things that just impresses me most about the Big Sky is the depth that exists within this conference. And I'm really looking forward to experiencing my first full football season since being at the Big Sky. You know, since in the spring, not all teams were participating. So I have to say I'm really, really excited. And again, going back to the kickoff, I'm just really impressed uh, by the athletes that I spoke to, by the coaches that I spoke to. And so I have to tell you, I really am just excited to experience a full normal football season and to see all of our teams play. And so Sacramento State is a team that I'm really excited to see play. You know, they, they didn't participate in the spring season. And so I'm really looking forward to that. You know, football season happened before I started uh, at the Big Sky in January 2020. So I, I didn't I didn't get to experience this, so I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I mentioned before Brawl of the Wild. I know that that's going to bookend the season, but that's something that I'm really looking forward to as well, to get to experience that. Um, and I have to say just, uh, you know, I'm so impressed by the the players of the year, the preseason player of the year that we that we named for, on the offensive side. We've got Eric Barrier. really looking forward to seeing him from Eastern Washington. Trey Walker from Idaho. That's another guy that I'm really looking forward to watch play, but um, you know, again, there's so much depth in this conference. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, these teams that didn't have the opportunity to play in the spring, how how they uh, measure up. You know, we had Weber State take the, the title outright in the spring. And so 
you know, again, the spring season, not that it wasn't valid, but we did not have all teams playing in the conference. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing all 13 teams uh, in the league get to play. So I'm just, I'm excited. I'm really excited, Coulter. Well, we'll get you out of here on this. Tell people uh, maybe a tease or two of, of some content you got coming up or just broadly what you got planned for the fall and, and how they can access all your great content. Yeah, absolutely. So something really exciting that the Big Sky is taking the lead on is a show called FCS All In. And so it's going to be all 15 FCS football conferences providing content. And so I, as the, as the producer for the Big Sky, am putting together uh, everything, although the conferences are submitting their own packages. And so um, I'm excited to host that. It's going to be really cool every single Saturday, starting this Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern time is when it'll go out. You can go to youtube.com slash FCS all in and get a broad look at everything that is going on within FCS football with all 15 conferences submitting a segment every single week. So this will air for 15 weeks starting this Saturday. Um, you know, we have player of the week interviews when the season starts that we'll have putting out um, every single week. But FCS all in, that's going to be a big one. If you want to know all things FCS, what's going on in the football world, the big guy is taking the lead on putting that together and so it's really exciting to, to get to be a part of that, to collaborate with other conferences, um, you know, that we may not necessarily always get to collaborate with uh, in this way. And so this is, this is going to be the first time that we get to do this in the spring. We did it in the or in the fall, rather. We did it in the spring with three, three episodes, but we will be doing it every single week this fall starting Saturday. So that's something to really look forward to. Inside the Big Sky with Mary Lou's Cook. Mary Lou's. Awesome debut. Loved having you, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me, Coulter. This will be fun. She does great content. She keeps you in the loop with everybody around the Big Sky Conference. Great interviewer, great talent. Mary Lou, Mary Lou's Cook, her debut segment around the inside the Big Sky. We'll do that uh, probably once a week here on Nuanas. Now, check who doesn't know sports. Our good friend Carolyn joins us next. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. So I'm sitting there, section 128, and uh, look in front of me. And Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, has a glass of wine like the size of my size 12 shoe. And then I look again, and she's gone. (laughs) Guns N' Roses on Friday night was awesome. The only part that was disappointing was Carolyn ghosting the party. Uh, at least you saw Welcome to the Jungle, though. I think that uh, your kids got scared. No, it was so loud for them. Well, I know. It was, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, it is loud. I yeah. mean, 
I've been to a lot of shows, and that was a loud show. So they don't, kids these days don't have a Walkman, and they don't turn it up and put on super bass like I did in my day. Super bass. And so. Were you on CD Walkman or tape Walkman? I was a tape Walkman forever. I I used to have this tape Walkman that also was a Tetris Oh my God, that's insane. Oh yeah, I just walk around the house playing Tetris, listening to Michael Jackson. And then you, and then you say kids these days are, you know, losing it to (sighs) electronics, and you're listening to music and playing Tetris. Uh, Yeah, but at least I was mobbed around the neighborhood, right? Showing off my Michael Jackson moves, right? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Listen, there's one thing you need to know about me that you haven't figured out yet. That you go to bed at sunset. I go to bed at sunset. (laughs) I am the queen of the Irish goodbye. (laughs) Yes, you are. And I'll tell you why. Because when you are the star, the straw that stirs the drink (laughs) at the party, no one wants you to leave. And when you try and say goodbye, people convince you to stay. So I have learned that I just say I'm going to the bathroom and then I leave. And then I text everyone and let them know that I'm home safe. Maybe I should employ this. Maybe this would make me so I can actually go to sleep at night. So Chicken Does No Sports, one of your favorite segments here on Nuanez Now. You're listening to ESPN Missoula, or maybe watching SWX Montana TV, broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Carolyn? Coulter? I know you're burning on something. What do you got? I have a question before I even start this. Okay. Are there two L.A. football teams now? <laughs> Yes, there are. Well, how long has that been going on? Uh, it's, before, it's actually not. It's recent. Last last year was the first year, or maybe two years ago was the first year. Okay. The Rams moved there first from St. Louis. Okay. Moved back to L.A. Yes, I, I knew that. So the Rams were the original Los Angeles team. Okay. Then, uh, this is actually a long and winding saga. And perhaps the most controversial clash between the NFL uh, commissioner's office uh, and... The, um, like in a specific owner, Al Davis, who owned the Oakland Raiders, wanted to move the Oakland Raiders to LA. This is in the late 70s and early 80s. Teams didn't move back then. Okay. And Oakland had been great. They were the team of the 70s, probably besides the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Oakland was very mad that Al Davis was trying to take the team to LA. Well, then they did, and then they drafted Marcus Allen, and then the rest is history because the L.A. Raiders became the L.A. Raiders with the famed, you know, everything. Everybody's wearing the L.A. Raiders gear. NWA's wearing the stuff. Howie Long's playing for them. Um, fun fact, when I was in high school, we were not allowed to wear L.A. Raiders we very, gear. See? I mean, it was, a, it was a pop culture phenomenon. That then forced the Rams basically out because they, they at the time, it just seemed like there wasn't enough infrastructure for there to be two teams in L.A., well, then the Raiders moved back to Oakland, and then there was no team in L.A., which seems so stupid because right. I was the second biggest city in America and I have a football team. So then the Rams went back, but then the Chargers wanted to get out of San Diego. Who knows why? Seems like it was great to be in San Diego. Yeah. And so they moved to L.A. And then did they both play at SoFi So Stadium? then the Rams, the, the Rams got to play at... Uh, let me get this straight. I believe the Coliseum, USC Stadium. Okay. Whereas the Chargers had to play in the LA Galaxy Stadium, which is a soccer stadium. So it's like this gigantic joke because they're playing in this like 18,000 person stadium when all the other NFL stadiums are like 75,000 people. In the meantime, they're building this, I believe, $5 billion stadium. For both. For both. Okay. So SoFi Stadium is more than a stadium. It's like a city. 
There's like offices for multiple different corporations. There's like a mall. It's like there's, okay. there's dozens of restaurants. There's a car dealership. It's crazy. Stop it. I mean, it's, it's $5 billion. Dollars. It's a it's a, okay. one of the amazing well, uh, things. Well, guess what? Their food sucks, according to the Twitter. Okay. So in a comparison to the beloved Fire Festival, okay. people are complaining about the food at SoFi Stadium. They um, Fire Festival has good food? Was that a joke? Did the Fire, Fire Festival, Festival not happen? That's what I'm happen? saying. Okay, okay. The, the food's bad. Got it. Pick it up. Pay, pay attention. Jeez Louise. I know it's early, but... <sighs> So it's overpriced. Yeah. Fifteen dollars slices of pizza. Wow, that's like my beer at Guns N' Roses. Right? That's why I only had one because I was like, nope, I yeah. don't want it more you than didn't that. Didn't want to have to take out a second loan. <laughs> I spent home. all my cash. Yeah. I bought four beers for the group, and it was that's all I had. That's ridiculous. Anyway, they had. I I saw some pictures on Twitter. You can Google it. Um, the food looks stupid. They have a cheeseburger sub, which is basically like a. Long cheeseburger. Okay. Would Tom Brady eat it? No, of course not. Tom <laughs> Brady would, it has nightshades on it. He won't. Here's what I want to know. Did Why? You, did you see your boyfriend Tom at the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony? No. Oh, man. Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah. No. He was, he was like the butt of every, every joke. Good. All of his peers were... Re- getting inducted and he's sitting here like oh I just won the Super Bowl last year you guys are all so old and retired and I'm like got my wafty hair and my no undershirt white blouse (laughs) Tom Brady definitely wears a blouse I just thought it was classic because Peyton Manning Charles Woodson John Lynch they all talk smack about Tom Brady and he just sat there cheesing in the front row like he always does he's a cheese ball (laughs) he's such a cheese ball anyways carry on so the right. food sucks at so SoFi Stadium. The food Stadium. sucks. It's overpriced. It looks stupid. It just here's what I, I want to know. I feel like people need to. Uh, I think that maybe some of the food sucks. It seems like there's probably like a million places to eat in there. I think. Well, now that you're telling me, there's got to be like nice restaurants and stuff. I, I think you're thinking like just to grab to go to the game or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I okay. mean. It was at the pregame sure. or the preseason game, whatever. Yeah. My, here's my feeling on this, and I know everyone really wants to know about my feelings with stadium <laughs> food. Okay. Here's what you need at, a, at any sporting event. Yep. And this is all you need. Yep. Hot dog. Mm-hmm. Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Chips. Right. Beer, soda, sure. water, whatever. That right. is all you need. I don't need foie gras in a bowl, whatever. Like, just what, what is happening with the stadium food? Is It's really well, annoying to me. But it's also, you could just do it really well pretty easily. Right. Like there's like the meatball sandwiches at the Soldier Field that are famous in Chicago. Yeah. There's the the garlic fries at the the San Francisco Giants Stadium, which cra- I don't like. I have you to don't? tell you, the garlic fries stink up the place. Mm. I I know it's the thing they have them at L.A. Crab too. cakes, the the Giants Stadium. The I don't know, like San Francisco sport. I've only I've been to San Francisco sporting events, but the food there is good. That's fine. How Philly cheesesteaks. How much do you think? The crab cakes would cost there, though. Let's be real. Well, yeah. I mean, San Francisco, today's day and age, probably like a million dollars, probably 20 bucks well, for so a Well, that's the thing. other thing. Like, why are we doing that to people? Like, I guess yeah. the Atlanta Falcons changed their food completely, cut the prices down, yeah. made it super affordable. Yeah. They ended up making so much mo- more money. Mm-hmm. Fans were happy. Yeah. I bet you anything, there's less drunk fans in the stands. Sure. Because they actually have full bellies. Sure. So... I don't need, when I go to a football game or a 
you know, whatever. I want a pretzel and some cheese or some nachos. I don't need anything frou-frou. Especially because of the ticket prices now. Exactly. Chicken does no sports. Good friend Carolyn joining us here on ESPN Missoula. Uh, our new correspondent here, uh, Andrew Houghton, he's super into soccer. And yep. I was asking him how he got super into soccer. He's from the East Coast, so it's a little bit more normalized there. But but he was like, dude, I've been a sports writer journalist for my you know brief professional life, and I can't afford tickets to the NFL or the NBA. So I just started going to soccer games because they're way cheaper. And that made me think. Did he like, play soccer? No, oh. he's a baseball guy. Uh, it just made me think. Like, there are some pretty affordable baseball tickets in places like Denver and Seattle and stuff. But otherwise, I mean, it's so ridiculous. I've only ever been to one NFL game that I didn't have a press pass to because who has two hundred dollars to spend on and then a how game? How do you take your kids and do that? Whole right thing too. You know, and then if you go take them and then feed them and stuff, you're going to spend a thousand bucks. Cubs games used to be you could get bleacher seats yeah. for like eleven dollars, mm. and then they went and won the World Series, and you can't. It is so hard to get. I mean, you can get them, but they're expensive, which is why we didn't go. Well, also because my kids probably wouldn't have been that excited. <laughs> Guns and Roses, nope. Chicago Cubs, I mean, nope. they might have enjoyed. Like, I think they might have enjoyed the Cubs game, but you know, they don't like it when. Like, I don't know if you noticed at Guns and Roses, they did not like it when I was like yelling and cheering. They're like super annoyed at me. Super unimpressed. So like, I can't hackle or do you know what I like to do at a baseball game. <laughs> I think you can. Well, my kids would be annoyed, and okay. then that's not fun for me. Okay. Anyway. Carolyn, the mom who annoys everybody, what else do you got? Um. Okay, so Tim Tebow got cut by the Jaguars. Yeah. And I'm confused because mm. it says he why signed. Are you confused? Well, I'm not confused He's why old. he got cut. I'm confused when you if you sign a contract. Sure. And then you get cut. Yeah. Do you still get paid? No. So why sign a contract? Wow. This is a very good question. Thank you. So, the reason that everybody envies baseball players. Baseball contracts are guaranteed forever. Do you know who Bobby Bonilla is? No. He used to be the third baseman for the New York Mets. He has not played baseball in 20 years. Every July, I believe it's either 11th or 21st, is widely joked about in baseball circles as Bobby Bonilla Day. Because the day Bobby Bonilla was cut... He negotiated that he would get the remainder of his like $50 million contract in $1.1 million installments for the next 30 years. Genius. So he gets paid a million one every July, and he will for the end of time, I think. He's been, this is, I mean, he's been retired for years. He's in his 50s. I like this. So, uh, but then some baseball guys, they get it straight right out the gate. Like, so if you sign a contract in baseball and you get cut, you still get your money forever. Forever. I mean, well, you get your money until it's paid until, out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So in football, you only get paid when you play. That's why they're always talking about guaranteed money in mm-hmm. football. Because, like Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, he just signed a two hundred sixty-five million dollar contract, one hundred fifty million of it's guaranteed. So Josh Allen gets his leg ripped off today at practice. He gets one hundred fifty million, but he does not get the other hundred eight. That's over. But he gets the guaranteed. But he gets the guaranteed money. That's why the guaranteed money is so huge. Most non-quarterbacks get no guaranteed money. That's why the NFL is so ruthless. Wow. Because you could be like on a one-year, $5 million contract. You break your ankle. They cut you. It's over. You get not not one more dollar. Okay, so Tim Tebow gets cut. He signed a year contract in May or April, whenever. Yeah. Now he could go try out for another team 
and get yes. a new contract? Yes. Did he get paid at all? I mean, he got some money with, with uh, the contract, He did, because right? you basically are getting what you call roster guarantees when you're continuing to be on the roster during the offseason, but this is another big misperception. NFL players only get paid once a week during the year. So let's say you're uh, Taysom Hill from the Saints last year. This is a great example because they play 16 games in the NFL. Taysom, Taysom Hill was on a one-year $16 million contract last year. So that means each Sunday he's receiving a $1 million game check. Wow. The whole way that it's all loaded up, that's why Aaron Rodgers needs to shut his mouth. The right. contract that he got, he got, he negotiated to get the first $45 million of it up front. So he got paid $45 million the day he signed the contract. And then gets like $2 million game checks every week, too. Mind blown. This is why the, some of these guys go broke, too, though, because they don't know how to budget it. So they'll get paid once a week for 16 weeks and then not get paid at all for the other 36 weeks. And they're just blowing money because they don't know, they don't get paid again forever. This is why they need to, me to help them. <laughs> I, I don't know why people aren't listening. I will help budget. The buck to budget. I have a it's whole so thing. It's so much more complicated than you think, though. No, it's not. You save your money. This is not. This is a. This is a systemic problem. I know. That's Eight why out of I, ten I, NBA players go broke within five years of retiring. How crazy is that? That is why I wanted. I want to help. Just think about how crazy that is, though. You. Everybody is making millions of dollars in the NBA. In the NFL, that's the other biggest misperception. Everybody thinks they're all millionaires. Right, right, right. They're not. There's only like yeah. five guys that are making millions yeah. of dollars on each team. But they're still making, I mean, league minimum is $375,000. So they still have yeah. plenty of money. It's a great living. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is a great way <laughs> so to. So yes, Tim Tebow got cut by the Jaguars. Tim Tebow, uh, he can go play for another team, but you basically got to make the active roster by the regular season, which starts in three weeks. Okay. Well, good luck, Tim. Mm-hmm. You're watching Hard Knocks? Do you watch Hard Knocks? I feel like you would love Hard Knocks. No. Hard Knocks is like the ETV of football. Okay. It's a five-week documentary series each year, and they just profile the training camp of a specific team. Oh. It's like a reality show. But it's the Cowboys this year. Most people hate the Cowboys. But it's a really compelling story because Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, had one of the craziest last years ever. His brother, who is one of his great advocates, and he is like his agent and his best friend, killed himself. Then Dak broke his leg horrifically, like got his foot turned backwards in a oh. game last year, and he was out. And then the Cowboys, against all odds, gave him one of the biggest contracts in the history of the NFL, even though he's coming off an injury and he's obviously very traumatized. So this Hard Knocks is going to just be very um, fascinating because he and Ezekiel Elliott, love him or hate him, are just two of the most complex characters in the NFL. They're both just such uh, interesting guys. So uh, it's going to be an interesting Hard Knocks. I think you'd like Hard Knocks. Well, speaking of documentaries, I can't believe we didn't start with this. Oh, my God. I, I, you had texted me about this when you were watching, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe you didn't remember it. Rewatching it, I couldn't believe how outrageous it was. I fully remember watching the whole Malice of the Palace. There's a new documentary on Netflix, Malice of the Palace, uh, about the fight in 2004 between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. I fully remember watching it live. I was a senior in high school. I never forget it. But I I didn't realize how crazy it was until you see it in retrospect. Like, one of the craziest things that has ever happened, not just in sports. I mean, I, I have to... I, I was, like, speechless. But then Ron Artest. Yep, Ron Artest. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. Yep. And then... 
Who was the other Steven one? Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. How funny okay. is Steven Jackson? He has so many good one-liners in oh, yeah. that. He was good. But Ron Artest and Jermaine, I just wanted to give them like a big mom hug. Like I felt like they just, especially Ron Artest, like when he's talking about his anxiety and yes. trauma and all those things. And I just was like, this the, This is what we've been talking about a lot lately yeah. is the mental health of, uh, of athletes. Yes. And this was tw- almost 20 years ago, and he was in therapy for all of you know yeah. his stuff. And how much does he remind you of Dennis Rodman? Yes, it does. They're remind the me of same. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, um, they're just like these giant guys, but they're actually so gentle, and they just yeah. can't handle it because they just have so much pent up inside of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the Malice in the Palace that w- I'm sure your listeners remember or know what it was, but it was the biggest fight between players and fans. I, I have. I've ever seen. I mean, I can't even believe it. I just can't. In retro, I remember the way that the that David Stern, the NBA commissioner, spun it. I remember the way that the media covered it. And back then, they made it seem like these guys were just these crazy, yep. just gang-banging thugs, blah, blah, blah. And they blamed it all on, on Jermaine O'Neal and Ron yep. Artest. And uh, watching this deal go down, it's like, dude... Like, Ron, the, the saddest part is when Ron Artest goes and lays down on the table. He just wants to get zen. And everybody thinks that he's mocking them. And yeah. really, it's like his psychiatrist telling yes. him, like, to calm down. You can see him, like, breathing and meditating. And then someone throws a beer on him. I mean, it's like I was texting my brother. You threw a beer in Ron Artest's face, and then you hit Jermaine O'Neal in the face with a chair. With a chair. What did you think was going to happen? The, and and then they, they actually have some of these guys that were the fans talking about it still not taking any responsibility and we Those have it on fans film. were such jack wagons i couldn't believe uh, the lack of remorse that they had no and i don't know it was insane i highly recommend it I, my jaw was on the floor it does really if you have any um emotion in your body it does make you like really rethink these these players and what they go through and I think I've said this before, when you boo someone and you, when they get drafted or when you're booing another team, that's just mean. Yeah. And these people, yes, they get paid a ton of money to play, but they're still humans. For sure. And they still are under an, a, a ton of pressure. For sure. And I think it's something to consider. And then you see, you see, I think what we've talked about, a few fan issues at various basketball games this year of people throwing beers on and popcorn and stuff on right. players and they're leaving. How could you be so disrespectful? I know. And what do you think is going to happen? You throw a beer in someone's face, you getting punched. Well, 100%. Those fans are so lucky, too, because, like, Ron Artest was hurtling over the chairs and stuff, so he's, like, slipping all over the place. And Jermaine O'Neal, he went to punch that guy after he got hit in the face with a chair. He slips. Thank God. I mean, mean, whatever. I think those guys deserve to get knocked out. I meant more thank God for Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, no kidding. Because if he had really hurt somebody, he would be in... Deep trouble. It is crazy, too, because Steven Jackson uh, remade his career in multiple iterations. He went to the San Antonio Spurs and won a championship. He actually might have been in San Antonio before Detroit, but he, he had a championship with the Spurs, and then he went and played with the Warriors, and they were good. And it didn't. Uh, he sort of came out on the other side from it. And then Ron Artest hooks up with Kobe Bryant and Paga Soul and wins a championship. Now, what about Reggie Miller? Well, I, I mean, dude, Reggie's just so good. I love him. Uh, I forgot how adorable he was. Like, he was just so skinny and big ears, and, like, he was just, like, the cutest. I hated Reggie Miller when he was a player, but that's what he wanted from you. You either loved yeah. him or hated him. But now, retrospectively, I love Reggie Miller. I think he's so great. 
But the guy who suffered the most is Jermaine O'Neal. I, I, I had forgotten sort of the brink that he had reached. Yeah. He really was knocking on the door being one of the best players in the NBA. Then he gets suspended for the whole year. And, I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole, but that time period in the NBA and that time period in America, America had not embraced the NBA in the 70s, the 60s or 70s, really, because basically you have to appeal to white America, and white America didn't want to watch a bunch of black guys playing basketball. That's as frank as I could say it. Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, uh, those guys changed the whole thing. But then America was used to, you know, Michael Jordan's magnetic smile and Magic Johnson just the nicest guy in the world. And so mm-hmm. then when you have these, like, hard, tough guys drafted out of high school from the streets, like, it wasn't the same brand. And the NBA panicked and, like, threw yeah. those guys on the bus. Big and it was time, yeah. it was so sad because Jermaine O'Neal, like, he... He had the big earrings. He wears the tall tees, but he's a sweet dude. And like, you can just see in his eyes, like he's so sad. So sad because he got he got blackballed, yeah, and sure. that whole group of guys. Allen Iverson was like kind of overcame it because he was such a powerful personality. But Stephon Marbury and that whole group of guys in the early two thousands that were like street and loved hip hop. Baron Davis is another one. Like. I don't know. It's unfortunate. It's a true testament to how far we've come because that whole element of the NBA no longer exists. And now there's really like, it's like, it's a colorblind league and it's great. It's international. Did Jermaine O'Neal ever play again? He he did. He, and he was okay, but I mean, he was like an all-star, all NBA type player before that. And he just kind of never really got back on track. Yeah. Well, it was a great, it was great. And if you, I don't know, it just gives you a whole nother side of, of the human side of these players. Well, oh, it's also just, I mean, talk about three just stellar characters for a documentary because yeah. Jermaine O'Neal is so huge and stoic. And then Ron Artest is just living on Mars still. God bless totally. him. Totally. And Steven Jackson's just hilarious. So funny. I mean, and then that, Reggie Miller was just. It was so funny too. I really loved that um, Ron Artest, after going to the Lakers and winning an NBA championship, like, he actually was like, I feel bad Reggie Miller didn't get this. And, For sure. You know, and that was an interesting take, too, because you, I, I never would have thought of that. You know, I just always knew Reggie Miller was an amazing player and yep. super popular and growing up in Chicago, kind of a rival, but not, I don't know, like, but yep. I always thought he was adorable with his big ears and he just seemed like a big, goofy kid. He deserves more credit than almost any. He yeah. he is more underrated than almost any player from his generation. He just had the terrible luck of being in the Eastern Conference at the same time as Michael Jordan and Patrick yeah. Ewing. And they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals every yeah. year, and they lost to the Bulls or the Knicks. And then they finally won, and he's got to play Kobe and Shaq. And like what just bad timing, you know? He was one of the greatest players ever, and he just couldn't quite get over the top. But, I, yeah, it was an amazing documentary. Go check it out. Chico doesn't know sports here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching NSWX Montana Television. We're not in studio today. I am in Bozeman, Montana, uh, checking out some Bobcat practice and uh, going through, uh, you know, checking all the boxes over here uh, on the other side of the Great Divide. Okay, what else you got? Anything? That's, no, that's it? it. I mean, Very I feel good. Like we really touched a lot of important topics. Last, uh, last thought on Malice in the Palace. I love documentaries, particularly good sports documentaries like that. One of the great pieces of editing and one of the great just one-liners in that film is when they're going through and they're and the, all of those guys are sort of giving their last thoughts. And Steven Jackson just looks at the camera out of the side of his eyes and goes, I am never talking about this again. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> do not ask yes. me about this ever, yeah. ever again. I am never talking about this again. And then it's they great. just cut to credits. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Carolyn, 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Check it out on sports each and every Thursday here. Nuana is now more taking you home on your Thursday right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 